you're doing wow you you really you really reached for it are we starting yeah yes i started with that joke i mean i i'm planning on making the title um uh what you doing that there no oh fuck i had it in my head it was it was like a britney spears song line oh no you're um, doomed ah. <laughs> is it from toxic is it from hit me baby one more time is it uh I don't remember. Fuck it. I'll, I'll remember as... Hey, welcome back. Yeah. Man, welcome, to se- welcome to season two. <laughs> sure, season Electric two. Boogaloo. Um, yeah. Would this you, be season two? We had enough of a hiatus that, yeah, I would say this I is mean, season yeah, two. Yeah, hey, yes. we had 25 episodes. No, we got... Oh, wow, we did, didn't no, we? No, uh, we uh, were canceled, but we were bought out by a great benefactor... So now we are we're doing Time Warner. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're bought out by... Uh, we're sponsored. We're not sponsored. No. I wish we were sponsored. Hey, we could be sponsored. We're sponsored by us. We we're we're, we're sponsored by, uh, by our sweet, sweet Cinnabons. <laughs> and my cash. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you might have noticed we went on uh, quite a hiatus. And uh, sorry, but not sorry. Uh, deal with it. Um, yeah, we all got a little busy there, and COVID didn't make things easy for a minute. We were already in COVID. Well, I started... They don't even date us like that! I was in a new position, and, like, a bunch of schedule changes kept happening back-to-back, for me especially. So it was just a fucking nightmare to figure out when we could do what. Oh, I was just lazy. Yeah. Yeah, fair. I, I think I lost my job at that time. Uh, yeah, it's not is it I, losing your job you or is quit? it I'm deciding to stop my job and <laughs> retire? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not retired. What are, you about, what are you talking about? You're well, Raiders I, I, employee now. Huh? You're Raiders employee. We're all Raiders employees. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, I got re- I got a new job. No. <laughs> you're my employee? Fuck. Okay. Uh, we're paid. We're paid. So I got to get some insurance. <laughs> all right. So it's probably been a while. Benefits, if, right? Uh, you're an or. Uh, if you're an avid listener, or we have been getting listens while we were gone. Oh wow! Surprisingly, a lot from Germany. Don't, Don't know why. Hey, you guys got some great bread. It's uh, it's, it's because um, we're good sleep material. Our our <laughs> rambling is very boring. Uh, uh, anyway, I think sure. like it's appropriate for us to reintroduce ourselves because some of uh, some people, some might listeners, be... might not know what we sound like <laughs> and who uh, we are, or forget who we are. I don't think we've different. even said our names yet, except Ritter. <laughs> No, yeah. we did. I said Ritter's name. Oh, okay. Well, this Ritter. episode, no. Should, should we, like, you know, f- flex our voices so they Let's get a good Let's start with range? the man who introduced the bit. Go. Hello. Cinema Buns is a team of three individuals. The one you're listening to right now is Kevin. This is my voice. <laughs> this is my voice. One week watching the Weather Channel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm Mike. Uh, you're just gonna get a lot of this 
standard talking, I guess. I can't really flex my voice that much, for if that's pre- even a word. For a premium talking, please subscribe on... <laughs> yeah, please subscribe on Patreon, where we don't have one yet, but we'll figure that out eventually, one day. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, who knows. And then, I'm Ritter. This is at my house, in my office. And oh, wow. An oh, wow. Just explaining everything, aren't I you? I mean, I'm just... Stop giving out details. They'll pinpoint your, your location. <laughs> <laughs> they can tell what the echoes are and figure out where it is. They'll Based off location. of the wind direction and at the time that we're recording, you can figure out... <laughs> then the, they'll figure out the IP address and, you know, who, who knows? It'll just go on from there. But and you know how they can... Uh, how we can prevent that from happening is with our sponsor... <laughs> <laughs> Nord Tunnel Bear VPN. Yes. See, if you run your Ethernet cable through a pipe, it's protected. <laughs> they can't get it. Um, but Hello, sponsored and definitely clickbait. Yeah, but no, I think uh, I think the best security for your internet is probably uh, the Wi-Fi router through the Ethernet port to one of those uh, Ethernet port to electrical outlets oh, and then God. you put that into a power bar and then that power bar connects to another adapter <laughs> back to ethernet <laughs> into uh, an apc which connects to a potato and then that potato connects to your phone line uh, <laughs> your phone line. <laughs> what you do is you connect your uh, wi-fi to your neighbor's houses different neighbor houses that way every device is <laughs> connected to a different neighbor well Welcome back again, everyone who's listening. And what are we talking about? To, I, you know, we haven't even talked about the actual thing. We just been doing jokes we, about we, it. We made bad puns briefly and then went into <laughs> rambling. Um, yeah, Great start. Kevin, what are we talking about? Uh, Ron's gone wrong. The new twentieth uh, century animated feature, uh, formerly uh, Fox twenty first century Fox animated feature, but since it's been brought up bought out by Disney. It's now 20th Century Studios. Um, it's about uh, a boy who, but do you guys, uh, do you guys know what movie I'm talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? I was thought he was gonna just say Ron's Ron Ron like, is the same, oh, is there, yeah, is a movie okay, that came out, out the same know. time as Dune. Anyways, was, we're watching Dune. <laughs> we, we saw Dune. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, animated feature? What movie did you see? Ron's gone wrong. It's like a no, robot and he's like, uh, I know about, I know what you mean now, yeah. but um, it's like one of those Kickstarter AI robots. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to segue that into like uh, the next Snow Princess thing. Oh God. <laughs> Another. Yes. Uh, the next in the saga. The Snow Queen, right? Well, yeah. Snow, we'll have to see if there's more coming out. Oh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I hope I, there I, is. I, there I, better I, be. We need the meta expanded. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah, no, I I believe there's more on the way. Anyways, Dune. I'll have to check my Russian contacts. (laughs) Putin. Okay. uh, Anyone seen the the original Dune? Yes, I saw the David Lynch Dune, and then I've also seen parts of the uh, mini series they did on the sequel book. They there's a mini series. Yes, it's starring uh fucking what's his face from Split. Why can't I ever remember his name? Adrian James McAvoy. Brim. Oh, I forgot James McAvoy was in Split. Yeah, James McAvoy played the main guy oh, in the miniseries. Oh, but yeah. oh, um, that's what he's famous for. Yeah, the David Lynch Dune that came out in the eighties, which um, uh. is not bad, but it's not good. It's just it's, David Lynch. It's just yeah. It's so we're we're going in this with someone that knows a good deal. 
half a deal and then Sony just seen the the one movie. Yeah, that's a good that's a good question to start off on. Like I what's everyone's like exposure to Dune lore? Do you just know like from this movie? Do you know from So, uh I mean like uh I know Giant Worm. I know Desert. Uh Good. But I learned everything from uh the new 2021 movie. Okay. <laughs> Uh, sure. Like I when I I've only seen it once and like I I I was just like kind of so into it I just tried to absorb everything of <laughs> actually let let me get this out of the way first Atreides nuts there we go <laughs> God damn. with no context no no prior setup this um, man's so deep in the movie his sands are dusty <laughs> fuck. <laughs> But I don't, uh, know. I don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted to try to say something. I just I wanted to get that joke out of the way before anyone uh, tries to step snipe on these nuts. <laughs> snipe on it? No, it's not. But let, let's start with spoiler-free for now. Um, okay. So, I liked it a lot. The new Dune movie. Yeah. Fucking fantastic, in my opinion. What the fuck? How do you pronounce, like, Dennis's, like, the director's name? Oh, name. it's like... Villanueva. It's very um, not English. I <laughs> liked it almost as much as I liked the uh, Blade Runner movies. Uh, I think it was on that level for me for sci-fi. But as far as sci-fi movies go, I really liked. I could see that it's it's pretty comparable production yeah. quality. I mean, it's the same director. I I mean, like, oh, is it? it? Yes. Did he? Oh, he oh. did. He did twenty forty nine. I didn't even oh. know that. Oh, Look. that makes a lot of sense. Then. Okay. So, oh my gosh, my brain! It makes so much. I see it now. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So Sorry, I just got a blame, same, brain blast. Uh, I, I was getting the same kind of just like. Jesus Christ, this is big. There's so much <laughs> yeah. big. It's uh, so dense. Um, the uh, I, so I I liked uh, Dennis Villanueva's like stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just like kind of looking at this, his discography because I'm not researched. Uh, <laughs> Sicario, Prisoners, Arrival, Blade Runner, twenty forty nine, bangers. Bangers. Literally yeah. some of my favorite movies. <laughs> um, that makes sense. Okay. But, yeah, no, I liked it very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've told uh, quite a few people and, like, some of my friends that this is, like, this could be, like, the new, like, just kind of Star Wars, Lord of the Rings for me. Mm-hmm. Um, in that uh, I'm looking, I'm going to watch, like, all the movies and learn... As um, much as physically as much, possible, because it's, it's like I I always enjoy when a when a good uh, world is built. Um, same, same. I, I get and that. I think like the the first Dune movie does a great job building the world and, uh, like kind of just establishing how everything is. Like I I explained to you uh uh prior that like. I thought Dune was just some weird, campy, 80s sci-fi movie, mm-hmm. whatever, uh, and then it turns out to be Warhammer 40k. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, the... So, like, I... The director had a lot to work with because Dune is very famous for being a super well-fleshed-out world, but it leaves enough to be mysterious and mystical enough to draw you in and stuff. You're not... 
You're not going into the Star Wars extended lore of Han Solo bought his pants at the Space Pants store <laughs> on Yavin 6 or whatever the fuck, but... Yavin 12. Yeah. Oh, thank that. you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. But, um... Uh, nerd crew. Nerd crew. <laughs> um, no, I just... And I feel like he's a good director for this because based on the movies you've stated, I what I see in his work is he knows where to put in detail and where detail isn't that important. So he focuses on the stuff that will draw you in, make you engrossed in the world, and and give you hints at what's there without either A, doing an exposition dump on you, mm. or B, adding so much detail to shit that no one gives a crap about. The only exposition was really, like, just kind of the intro, where... Yeah. Um, G- the and- intro was thick. But right, they- no, Zendaya just, like, kind of explains in a few situations just what's going on right. on her planet. Yeah, it literally is just then- like, hey, here's where it's taking place, here's what's happened and is happening so far... We go. <laughs> Welcome to Zendaya. <laughs> Zendaya. <laughs> uh, this is not really much of a spoiler, but I was worried that she was not going to be a character. Because as the runtime was going on, and I'm like, oh, I have not seen her, period, in this movie. <laughs> if she's shown up, she's played a very minor role. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I... I appreciate he wasn't trying to ram down her character super hard. Because, like, to those who don't know, and this isn't going to be a spoiler, this movie only covers about half to two-thirds of the book. Yeah. So, part two is going to cover the rest of the book. And, like, her character literally is only important in, like, the last half of the book. Because, <laughs> and I want to... Let's, let's talk about casting. Okay. Holy fuck, did they get good people. Yeah, they did a really good job with their cast. Um, Timothy Chalamet has always been, like... Well, he's always been an Oscar contender ever since he was young. <laughs> yeah. He was almost the best... He was almost in one of the best pictures of... Uh, was it 2017? I don't remember when Call, you, Call Me By Your Name came out. But he was also... Yeah. Be- was it Beautiful Boy? The one where he... It was like... Yeah, I think that was it. As someone who's not very good or well-versed with actors and actresses, which one are we talking about? Paul Atreides. Okay. So, he... The main character. Yeah. Okay, got it. I don't know. He does... He does a good job of playing, like, a... He doesn't overact anything. Yeah. And, like, there's one scene where... It's not that much of a spoiler because it's in trailers and stuff where he's doing the test with the box and the Gamjabar, mm-hmm. where he just li- little <laughs> thank you little face movements just to like indicate that something's starting to happen and stuff uh-huh. without just going. Ooh, ah, pain. Yeah, I think he does a really ah. well about playing a well-adjusted and raised prince. Yeah, I think is the best way to put it. Who's not spoiled, and is just capable. It's just there's a there's some aspects to his character that just reminds me of like a young adult novel main character, but uh, he wasn't annoying, which is like kind of the downfall to a lot of like, yeah. YA characters. He he never felt useless in a situation. He just felt like if this he was put is, in this a situation, he was brought up. Yeah, he if he was put in a tough situation, he was like, "Shit, I can't do anything about it right now. The best we can do is get the fuck out of here." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
knew his limits and then went on with it. Yeah, Jason Momoa was Jason Momoa. I think, uh, so... He was in there the right amount of time. Yeah. Uh, so Josh Brolin and Jason Momoa were basically... I thought it was a little bit weird that they're both the same character and there's two of them. He's just, like, the badass friend or, like, the protective bodyguard. Because they kind so, of, they kind of, they serve the same role, except they're, like, they're in two different jobs. They're not. That's what I, it kind of felt like. So, well, Jason Momoa, he, he plays a character called Duncan Idaho. Which is a very cool name. The most yeah. cowboy name. Yeah, yeah. very cowboy name. Also, it's, it's blurse that he's shaved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, J- why would you do that? Yeah. But he, his character was in pos- in the position that Josh Brolin character was in mm. but then he essentially became the like right hand man and bodyguard to uh Baron Atreides and his family so he like got a quote unquote promotion yeah because, so that yeah. <laughs> so i i mean that's i could see where it feels like they're in the same position but like no i mean i don't mean like literally um in like the court yeah. of Atreides i mean like he plays the uh they both play the badass mentor who's like good at fighting mm-hmm. i i thought it was something like so i and i could be wrong on this but like as i understood it they have they were they served two different purposes one was really good in the air and the other one was really good <laughs> at controlling the navy i because in the in the thing they had they had they uh yeah they we have air power we have air power and we have uh, sea power but what we lack is desert the, power yeah which, said in the wrong context, can mean something way different. Yeah, and as I understood it, there are two different generals for like yeah. those. I could say that, like those powers. But um, and then the music, the like sound design. I think like um the it starts off really big at the beginning because yeah. it's just like uh, a giant Ooh. bump. Yeah, through your speaker, it's through like just just. I all just in general sound all design speakers is... just fucking yelling at you. So I I watched it on home on HBO Max and I fucking had my TV cranked because I wanted I wanted the sound wall. <laughs> I, I yeah when I was watching it in the theaters I was like oh man this is giving me some Blade Runner vibes but yeah, 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 yeah. I, like now that the connection's been made it makes so much more sense that it really was from the same guy who made the uh, second Blade Runner movie. I I liked how they weren't scared. To let scenes play out silently or let things naturally hit a lull. Mm. Because Mm -hmm. there are times where they very realistically could have played like suspenseful dun 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 dun, or like just or do stings or whatever. But instead they're just like, nope, the talking's done, people are sneaking, we're gonna let it happen. Mm -hmm. Or just I not a lot of movies are willing to do that, especially quote-unquote action sci-fi movies because mm-hmm. they i feel like they tend to lean more on like we got to keep it busy to keep you entertained the whole time mm-hmm. meanwhile this i mean dune has always been a dense property but it allowed things to just sit in the air and let you absorb them the the music kind of reminds me of how lord of the rings handled its music it's not as like kind of melodic or uh beautiful as lord of the rings mm-hmm. um but it's very like just big and bombastic yeah yeah um like uh just any scene uh like all action scenes uh just had a bunch of choirs and instruments just like 
like pounding you with a wall of sound. <laughs> yeah, and those synthesizers too. When yeah, when you can get a sense of the scope of the movie just from the music, mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. No, it's a, it was also a great tone setter because I believe it like kind of started with music and then like yeah. Zendaya did started narrating. Um, I like the design of the ships. Yeah, the, 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 the set, the set design, and the costume design. Yeah, so, the costume design, <laughs> the props and stuff like that. There, Whew. there was a featurette I saw before the movie came out where it was interviewing the cast. Like, even the gray suits, there's a beauty to them and stuff. And I watched it. And I'm like, oh my god, stop jacking off your own movie and just let it go. Let <laughs> me see the movie. And then when I saw the movie, I'm like, oh fuck, I kind of get what they're coming from now because. Everything yeah. is so well made and looks so fucking good. <laughs> like, yeah, it definitely had a sense of uh, you can get a sense of the culture based on what they were wearing. Very much and so. That helped a lot. I mean, like uh, it kind of there. There were only um, kind of like a, a small issue. Uh, the I don't remember what. Uh, house it was, but it was like supposed to be the emperor's like right hand. Sardaukar. The Sardaukars are a similar flavor to the Harnikins. Mm-hmm. The Harkonnens, um, except the Harkonnens are always in a dark tunnel. Black, they always yeah. seem the uh, underground, but they kind of were the same aggressive, just soldier types. I uh, so, I think they're from the same planet though. I they're thought. not. They're, they're, they're not. They're, they're, okay. they're two separate houses. Oh, so I didn't realize the that. Sarda- okay. The Sardaukar in the movie, I get the sense they're brutal, but they're more skilled than the Harkonnens are. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. like, when whenever the Sardaukar showed up, like, shit went down, and, like, people on both sides were dying. And, I mean, you can say the same thing with the Harkonnens, but the Harkonnens, like, they, they, they didn't have shields. Not all of them had shields. I never noticed that. Okay. They, yeah. they were they, they they fought differently compared yeah, they to they fought they literally fought with just brute strength and stuff. Choreography Meanwhile, played a big role in this. Choreography movie. was very well done. And the Sardaukar, I from we what I got a sense they fought more with skill and mm. they were brutal. They didn't give a shit, but I mean they were just better trained. We we can for, talk about specifics when we get into spoilers, but yeah. um other than that, uh I think the actual planet that the movies focus on had some real personality to it. Um, it gave me... I don't know where the movie was filmed, but it gave me the sense of, like... Uh, I don't know. Like, you guys know the Painted Sands in California, I think is where it's yeah. at? It gave me that sense of, like, look. Like, I it see was that. very, like, clean, white sand, like, in certain places. And I'm like... It was like orange sand, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously the color palette, but like, <laughs> like you know, like the uh, it had a very painted look to it. Yeah, I, I guess is the best way for me to put it. It had it, a look you would get from like matte paintings, exactly. Back in the day yeah, and stuff like I, I could definitely see some of the backgrounds just being matte paintings they would use on like the '80s version or mm-hmm. something like that. I would say the movie did a really great job of kind of like turning Arrakis into a, kind of a character. Mm-hmm. They uh, didn't reveal much about it. Um, and the way they revealed it is, like, uh, quite a bit of it is just from, like, a textbook recording that yeah. 
right. that Paul was listening to. Or straight up interactions from the characters. Or yeah. just like visual representations you, of certain things. But you things. kind of become like kind of just interested in uh, the Fremen culture, mm. the, the worms, their religion, and uh, the secret cities that they had and everything. And just like, what the hell is this spice <laughs> that for some reason allows you to traverse beyond galaxies? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, something I really liked about the writing, which is something that Frank Herbert did in the books as well, but I'm glad the director brought it over, is that they'll introduce something like the Benny Gesserit or something like that. And they might say, one or two sentences about it initially Mm -hmm. but then it's up to you the viewer to kind of pick up the context clues and everything else for the rest of the movie yeah to figure out what their place is where i think uh the main character paul he was a good i way to give the audience also like the exposition or at least just enough exposition to get what's going on. Yeah. Because he was also new to a lot of things that were going on, and the mother or whoever else would give him a bit, a little bit of context mm-hmm. of who this person is, and then, yeah, we would, of course, then, you know, make our own conclusions on what kind of person they were after the fact. And, like, they, they do a lot of show-don't-tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which I appreciated a lot, because, I mean... Just the scene where you're introduced to the Sardaukar mm-hmm. legions, it it sets the tone for who they are. <laughs> and okay, they've got a people upside down in the blood. Uh, yeah, and, and a they're marking everyone with blood. It's like a sermon they're giving before <laughs> it. So this is fucking. Uh, that was my favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> really? Okay. Important is they earned it later they, on. Are, they like you set up. Oh my god, these guys are kind of weird and scary. And then later you're like, oh god, there's a reason they're weird and scary. Yeah. It's not like uh, what Star Wars did with a certain... Uh, you char- mean the Knights of Ren? Yeah. That, oh, they're badass. Oh, they're so scary. And then they, they're they walking, and then the first time you see them fight, they die. Yeah, <laughs> it's like night and day with that analysis. So dumb. But um, uh, the... Casting, like we said before, is really good. I really like Oscar Isaac as uh, Leto Atreides, Atreides and uh, Rebecca Ferguson's really good. A little bit weird that she still keeps her accent and everyone else speaks in an American accent. Uh, <laughs> they can only go so far. I, I, I think, it's space. Don't worry actually, about it. I think all the Bene Gesserits speak with a British accent. They do. Okay, I guess you could establish, you could just like, yeah, that's why she, Rebecca Ferguson's still yeah. British. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is English and uh, Paul for some reason. By the also way, can we talk about American the fucking accent. space bagpipe? <laughs> oh my <laughs> trees. Like, we can uh, talk, we should probably talk uh, about that in the in the next thing and stick with just the main a, points. Well, I mean, we're, I'm kind of going okay. into the section that's like some of my gripes with the movie. Okay, we'll which go into gripes aren't then. Very numerous, yeah. but there are w- one or two parts that are a little silly mm-hmm. where it's like re- like the fucking space bagpipe where I'm like Okay. It's I liked cool. it. I liked no, it. No, no. I'm going to be the first I love the I first one. Like, I liked it. Okay. Sure. I, no, it's fine. I, I can Let's, I can understand it cuz you know like humans have done that for many history just to show their power just to sh- like show their level of music and stuff like that. But I like how the bagpipe era. survived the millennia into <laughs> the far flung future. Hey, you know what something's got to survive, right? I'm glad yeah. it was the bagpipes. It was hilarious. But and um, awesome. Um, and then there were like 
this we'll we'll get into it to in like the spoiler part, but there's like the scene with the part with the doctor with what happened oh, with how he goes, everything. Yeah, how how his little thing goes. And his character arc? Yeah. yeah okay. Where it's, it's just like Come on, guy. Even the viewer being new to the world, like you you could tell like the decision he's making is fucking stupid cuz yeah. he's not going to get what he wants. Yeah. Um the only other the main gripe I had, which is really the only one that I really have, is just some of the audio for the actors when they would speak are just seems a little too quiet or they're like talking when it's when like you should hear it but then it's really background noise so all the music or something else that's going on and you're like I I need some subtitles cuz they're either speaking too fast sometimes too and I'm just like what? Oh, it's on purpose. Yeah. There <laughs> yeah. there there were a couple parts where I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I know I know what word you said, and I'm gonna go as if that's the word you said. Yeah. Cause I I, I was full on like I'm not turning on subtitles, I'm not rewinding, right. I'm just letting it play. Yeah, because I was again, it was like maybe I think two scenes where I was like, I did not understand hear a word that person said because everything else was much louder than her. Yeah, no, the person. it's uh, it's just the density yeah. uh, of everything. Um. But it's yeah, but it's not like it happened super yeah, it often wasn't either. It was just, it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, I can't hear them right now. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Cool. <laughs> I now know what's happening. Yeah. Um, so it yeah, wasn't it's not too like bad. you ever got lost. Yeah, yeah, I never got lost because of it. Fortunately. Um, yeah. Think, would you guys recommend the movie? Oh, absolutely. Percent. Absolutely. I, I would recommend it with the caveat of it's a dense movie. So you need to make it's not something you can watch in the background. It's something you have to experience fully by Uh, just making it your focus. It's like if you're going to try to watch Lord of the Rings for the first time, but you played it in the background and then you look and you have no idea how they got there. (laughs) Yeah, because like one one thing is that like Lord of the Rings is high fantasy. This is high sci-fi. That's what I was about to say. This is high sci-fi. So like it's not as sci-fi as Blade Runner. I don't think I. I think I think it's. I think more it's, sci-fi than Blade Runner. I would think it's more sci-fi than than Blade Runner. Only because actually, yeah, no, because I would say that. in Blade argument, Runner, it's like set in like you know familiarity Earth. still. Yeah, okay. But like the argument can be made with Blade Runner. It's it's far in the future to where there's a bunch of new technology, but it's close enough in the future where yeah. it's similar, just made differently. Yeah. I think Meanwhile, it's a, Dune is a whole a, other shit. I think it's still kind of comparable to um, Star Wars in that it's uh, high sci-fi, uh, but the concepts are still very just kind of like uh, medieval. Yeah. No, I, I mean like medieval. I mean, it's like they're they're just there's an uh, empire. There's got to be uh, an emperor. I mean, which like they use swords and shit to fight. Yeah. That's um, and there's reasons for yeah. it, but I mean... It's, yeah, and there are houses, and the houses get jealous of each other because they all simp for the emperor. Yeah. Oh, there's probably some Game of Thrones stuff going on up in here. Yeah, for but sure. it all just takes place in space. In which space. was great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would 100% recommend it. Absolutely. Go watch the, the movie. Rec- recommendation of make it your sole focus and... Please see it. it. I need part two. I want part two. Give I, me part two. Because I saw it in theaters, I recommend seeing it in theaters. I need to um, see it in IMAX. Yeah, I'm dedicated was, to watch it in IMAX. I'd, I'd be down to see it again, but I need a minute. Um, 
What, what do you think? Kevin? Yeah, what about yeah, you? Yeah, no, think? watch it in a theater. Um, uh, this is probably something I watch again if there weren't other just like movies I'd like to watch because like I love I love twenty forty nine, but I never saw it a second time. Right. Like still, yeah. um, I think. But it's just it's also like that length because like twenty forty nine had that length. Um, it's still comparable to Dune Part One, um, but still there's like a lot in it that uh, you'd want to just review again just to like redigest and like yeah connect the dots that you were probably like missing the first time yeah i agree because that's what something i kind of want to do because it was so dense and there was one point so what you guys are saying is our plans for this coming up (laughs) our plans for this coming up weekend is going to include a double feature right yes and then we're going to go in with a video recorder we're going to review while we're inside the theater and then we're going to just put it online no kidding (laughs) Yeah, live Fuck. commentary. Yeah. <laughs> just mystery science theater in the empty auditorium. Yeah. Empty auditorium. You think it's gonna be empty? No, God, no. <laughs> it's been breaking records, and I'm yeah. happy for it. Yeah, fortunately, I <laughs> saw it early in the morning where people work dirt for a living. Yeah. So I guess it wasn't as bad for me. It was just old people. But uh, you guys ready for the spoiler section? All right, we're gonna spoiler section soon. We're we're get ready. Go off, King. Yeah, for ten, <laughs> nine, eight. Three, two, one. Spoiler. Okay, can I say one thing? Go. Worm writing. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's silly looking, but it's so, so bad. So cool. Like, yeah, they show these worms are so fucking powerful and just forces of nature, and then you just see one in the distance going. <laughs> just just out. It's just like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. When you see when you see a level eighty player pass by your yeah. level two ass in yeah. the starting area, <laughs> and they have a mount the size yeah. of Jormungandr, <laughs> and you're just like, oh um, god. And they just go. Here, kid, and throw you ten thousand gold or something <laughs> yeah. like for your journeys. Like I knew it was coming because um, what is it? The environmental professor yeah. like brought yeah, out yeah. the hooks and then fucking get stabbed. Yeah, uh, yeah. and it's like, oh, she's gonna ride a worm. Oh no, she got stabbed. I was so hoping she was gonna ride a worm I, too. I really enjoyed the the thumper that. Yes. Yeah, that's. A... But like, I think I I'm. It's kind of like questionable whether they revere these worms as like gods or they're using them because like if they do. If they so, revere them, why are they using them as like weapons? They, and also, is it kind of disrespectful? I think so to they ride them? specifically revere one as their god. Yeah, it's, it's the largest worm. Yeah, uh, that's the only one they 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 uh, they they call their so, god. But yeah, so the each. So How's your fremen vocabulary? Is it like I, I have it, some? Is it the shre, the sh, the shira hazad shah shalom shah Gesundheit. Thank you. Uh, but, um, yeah, so the Fremen are the native tribe to Arrakis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're being oppressed by the Harkonnens while they're there. By they're, Dave Batista. Yeah, yeah, and they're trying to, like, fight back because, you know, they're playing the natives mm-hmm. that their land is getting ransacked and taken over. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are a very warrior-like and utilitarian culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... They it use do, everything. Very multiple. It doesn't. It doesn't rain on Arrakis, really. Yeah. They literally have something called still suits that yeah. are to preserve 
every piece of moisture that could possibly leave your body. Even if it's piss, it gets recycled so you can drink it. Yeah. And they specifically are like, you will lose only a thimble of water each day, and it has somewhere for you to drink what the recycled water. Yeah, you have yeah. a pacifier you have to. in your, yeah. your still suit. Um, <laughs> do you guys want to each talk about a part that you guys really liked, and then we can start from the beginning and then move some level chronologically. I, I don't think we need to do a full breakdown of like scene by scene for the movie, mm-hmm. but I do like that idea. So if you want to start oh, off... I, I talked about mine. Uh, no, just I'll, worm writing? Just, yeah, I mean, there, I have others, but I would like you guys to go next and then I'll go back to mine. Okay. Kevin? Uh, my favorite scene in the movie? Yeah, yeah like what, scene what section do you, that stuck did with you? you? Yeah. Um, I think uh, the... What is he? Like just a... The, the king or the house of the Harkonnens? Like, probably the his... Baron. The Baron. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would Baron. be his character name. Yeah, the Baron, like, is probably... Like, his introduction um, and just the uh, exaggerated swagger of a planet... Oh, yeah! Of a, <laughs> of a planet-ruling tyrant. Um, his introduction and, like, it's Who's- so... Who's so fat with wealth? <laughs> he has his own anti-grav system. Yeah, no, so is that, what it, is that what that looks yeah, like? It's yeah. just like a artificial spine. But like, it's so stupid and silly. Well, it's got to keep. But, it's got to keep him up. Like, as soon as like he started rising from his chair uh, into like the room just to show off yeah. to the Bene Gesserit. <laughs> Even though she left the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, just to show off how cool he is and how big his cock is. Uh, it's like, I just thought that was the coolest thing. It was so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Just just to, just to flex. But, yeah, and I mean, I kind of hinted at my favorite scene, but it was when the Sardaukar were introduced. Uh-huh. Well, so that's my favorite scene. My second one would be the uh, Trial of the Box with the Bene Gesserit mm, and Paul yeah. and the Gam Jabbar. Uh-huh. So... Let's start with the Sardaukar. I like that scene so much because, again, it boosts in that bombastic, like, sound quality and editing and stuff Mm -hmm. to where you just hear the uh, sermon being uh, spoken. You see all the Sardaukar just kneeled and you're just, you're just, within just the scenes, you're introduced, okay, they're super brutal because they're literally got people draining their bodies of blood Mm -hmm. and using it to mark everyone. They're kneeling because they have some type of religious or cultural importance to battle and killing and stuff. And then when you finally get to and the And they port, got, like, some Viking vibes or something like that? Or some north... Yeah. Uh, but, like, something... Uh, they're very... With their uh, accent and everything like yeah. that. They, and they take well, a lot from that. There's also, like, a sense of kind of, like, how, where the power scale is for the Sarkonins. Because, um... Uh, who was it? Just, like, the the... Dave Bautista's brother or something yeah. like who was the messenger for the Baron he was like hey would you like to help us and he would just and he would just like treat him not with like any reverence at yeah. all he didn't give yeah, a like a piece he's like are like, you the emperor then I don't have to respect you yeah <laughs> yeah and like literally the because the, the conversation is like three battalions as promised and like just think about the fact that it's like three battalions is considered like equal to like the entire Harkonnen like army. Well, well they, no, they, they think it's like, enough to face off the enemy army, whatever it is. Like well, the entire of yeah, the Atreides, Atreides, like Atreides army. Yeah, is it, what they meant is like should be more than enough to take yeah. them. And, and it's I just you, they build them up so well as just this heartless, brutal people that they're like. Unless, and they literally state, they're like, if the emperor commands it, we take them down, they fall by our hand. Mm-hmm. And 
they're they're like three battalions as promised. They're like, yep, the emperor commands us, so we'll be done. I'm done talking to you. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I I kind of like when I was watching it. I kind of had a worry. Basically, because of Star Wars and some other movies that came out about like they, were gonna they would always present these villains as a bunch of badasses, but they <laughs> never really are. They thought they were gonna be clone troopers and yeah, then I they was, fucking just was, fall down the steps. Yeah, I was I was really worried because like, oh man, is it gonna be like one of those situations where these are just gonna be fodder too? But no, they earn it. They yeah. earn it hard. And I was like, God damn. And like my other scene is obviously the test of the box because like. It introduces the Benny Gesserit, who are a sisterhood that like of traveling pants. Yes, that like controls of the, space nuns <laughs> that controls the houses from like behind the scenes and stuff. And they're way more powerful than like in, you would initially think. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like that, it it kind of gave me the impression that um, they existed long before the Imperium. Yeah, and that yeah. they're only like just. Uh, working with the emperor, they well, actually don't give a. And they don't there's, care. And they, there's like they're, they're just trying there's to cults, like saying they're like just trying hey, to you control the emperor, the, the, yeah. the perfect being. Yeah. And there's so much like background lore that I know that I don't want to reveal too much of because I don't want to spoil a lot of it. Mm. But like, there's so much like flavor to everything mm-hmm. that like is explained later would you say that it's a good so spice good. Good. yes <laughs> good spice <laughs> but um yeah so like the whole reason anyone's on arrakis is for the spice yeah it allows uh the mentats where it it doesn't the movie actually doesn't mention them really yep. but mentats are just human supercomputers because anything that resembles a man is not allowed. So any computers that do calculations, not allowed. AI, not allowed. Literally, the machine can serve the function of turn on and off something. That's it. That's all it does. That's all they're allowed to do. So humans were forced to evolve themselves to do some of the higher end things. So human supercomputers, Mentats, uh, they literally, they mention it briefly, but there's a group called the Spacing Guild literally their responsibility is to calculate and make space travel possible mm-hmm. because without them you could not travel between planets or solar systems or anything i, I like how it's spice travel and space travel yes <laughs> I- i'm wondering like just how the imperium came to exist before like the discovery of arrakis but we'll probably learn um, about it later you I really don't. You know. don't. You're not going to learn about it in the movies. In the books, it goes into detail about that. Which I mean, I might talk about. I guess I'll talk about it a little bit. Basically, like, because there's something called the, uh, I think it's called the Jiraka Jihad, or something like that, where basically machines rose up against humans. You know, as sci-fi does, mm-hmm. humans won. But what's interesting about Dune is it takes place well after that. It's like ten, year 10,000 or something. Yeah, it takes place like thousands of years well, I, after. I, I, actually, it said uh, when it, it revealed the year, I assumed it was like in Caladan years. Because it's yeah. in Caladan, uh, planet of House right. Atreides, year 10,300. Yeah. But yeah, this Dune takes place well after that. And after that... The empire was splintered. They were trying to, like, get back together. Like, people could travel, but, like, half, like, 90% of the time, ships would go missing or die because mm. they would accidentally hit a star, black hole, or ram into a moon or shit. 
because they didn't have machines to do the calculations they needed. Eventually, they accidentally discovered Arrakis and the spice and its and its like special properties. Special properties. I've always been uh, fascinated with uh, what the. FTL method is for every like sci-fi property. Yeah. So I really liked Mass Effects. Um, Mass Effects was cool. The mass I, relays and but stuff. But like they never cut. But they they never explicitly like kind of mention how FTL works uh, in Dune. Because like I still don't. Because like because you don't need to know. I, well, I mean, it, it, for some reason they put sand in a, the giant uh, space tube, and yeah. then like all of the ships teleport out of it. Well, I I thought. I thought it's the uh, human so, calculators and plus the spice is what allows them to fly yes. really, really fast. So the giant tubes are just like aircraft carriers for the little ships. Yeah. That, uh, the giant tubes move. Oh, I thought they were just kind of like... No, no they're, they're, not, they're, they're like, not mass relays. Oh. They move. Yeah. They just carry the little ships, which are only meant from orbit to planet to back. And what? by little ships, you mean like can a I ship just, the size we, of a planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah the say like... The scale is fucking like, amazing. The, the ship design of like how how they came up with Super ship design. Super angular, utilitarian Well, no, that's the thing though. Like, I like the, uh, the idea that like the really big FTL ship is like this is like reminds me of a worm like yeah. a giant worm and i was like oh that's a fun little like connection yeah. little thing they did i actually that. didn't make that connection yeah that's, I yeah like right that. it's yeah. like a giant like it has a giant hole in it and you just like yeah, all the ships will come out and you're like oh now something i've been seeing online that a lot of people don't seem to understand even though they watch the movie is like some people are like the shields do nothing what's the oh, point of having no, those yeah. shields and stuff even though they explicitly stayed in the movie. He has to move slow. Yeah, is that the shield only allows things under a certain speed to uh-huh. get in. So, like, they do say it in the movie, you go fast for defense and slow for offense. And so you use quick movements to, like, bounce them or to interrupt their movements. And then you go slow when you actually are trying to do damage. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I, that's where the, the choreography, choreography yeah, was I was great. to say, like, that's... What made the choreography so good is they kept that idea throughout the entire movie movie uh, runtime for like any of the fighting or uh, anything like that. Like they like it looks weird at first until you realize how the shields work. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't realize how the shields work at that point in time, like it does look weird and like a little off putting. But there's a reason for it. And you're like, oh shoot! And I like the scene with the big invasion where like. You're seeing the Sardaukar, like, dart guns, how they work. Yeah. Like, they hit they, the shield, and then but they keep going in. Yeah. So, unless you're able to, like, knock it off your shield, it's gonna get through eventually. Yeah, right. And, like, with Duncan Idaho, when he gets shot in one of the front, it's just floating there going, and he knocks it off, and it finally yeah. stops. Or when the giant-ass fuck you bullet from the spaceship is hitting the ones like still docked yeah. you see it like hit the shield and then it and slows it's loading, yeah. but it's slowly just and once it gets past like in the shield enough it just blows up yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> I thought those scenes were really cool also because the music isn't loud or bombastic it's just very somber as like everything's blowing it up let's the scene play out. Right. I like one of the. Uh, I, I did have like kind of a gripe during the entire invasion, and like there was just a young adult scene, um, and it's uh, Duncan's sacrifice, which uh, is like not one of my favorite scenes. Which mostly is because no, that, that that was when they had already escaped the city. Oh, and you're they talking were about when they're the in the ecologist yeah, at yeah, the yeah. abandoned That's station. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, so, like, it's it, it kind of plays out and follows a trope of, like, I'm going to protect you, my king, and then close the door behind him, and then this one man takes on seven people right. and survives a stabbing through, like, his entire abdomen mm-hmm. to kill more people. Yeah. That's uh, just, like, a little bit, like, too, is like, I that's a little bit young adult, that's a little bit, like, tropey. I was thinking mm. the same thing, but what came to mind for me is that, like, when he got stabbed, they got the big laser to start cutting through the door. Yeah, yeah. And, like, him then getting back up and delaying them further <laughs> is the only reason they got out. Yeah. So, like, I definitely agree, like, why not just lock the door and then start getting well, the fuck think, out of there? I think he locked before he found out about the secret pathway. No, yeah, he, no, he was just, I, like, he just planned it, planned to just hold them off as long as they uh, yeah, could. Cause, and they, well, yeah, because, well, and, because Duncan Idaho did not know about the secret. Yeah, he did, no, he, he just, he just acted on no, with just what like the information the, he had. That entire scenario is, like, uh, played out in a lot of just stories and yeah. media, right. like, their big heroic friend is gonna save the the main character by sacrificing himself and closing the door behind him while right. he's, and you're just sitting there, like, why? a thousand people by himself. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do that. Stop. <laughs> um, I think the only thing that helped with that scene is it kind of showed it looked how cool. skilled the like he was compared. Yeah. Um, only be, like like so, so. I'll talk about my favorite scene. Uh, it's probably when they actually invade the area. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, I can't. I know the, the, guys, the yeah Sarkar. They uh, there's. <laughs> It's so badass, but also so funny. You mean when they just drop when, when silently? They just, when they just float down silently? <laughs> like, and I'm just like, wow. They're just right. like, feather fall. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then they just slowly walk Locker up to Josh Brolin, and he just punches him in the yeah. face. And no, and what's weird is that he just disappears after that scene. I don't... I don't, Josh, oh, I don't you're Josh thinking of back at the city. Oh, yeah, because he's, ta- he's talking, talking about, the, about the, at the research station yeah, the research where station. Duncan dies. Oh, okay. yeah. like, I think that really emphasized their abilities yeah um and how well equipped they are yeah how well equipped and how and like they understand tactics mm-hmm. um even when they were ambushed the, the um uh, the fremen the fremen were still not really a match for them yes they were kind of they were close they were but they not were, yeah they weren't really like i think they took out maybe two guys I think in that the, scene, the group they ambushed, they were able to take out most of them. But obviously, more Sardaukar came in, okay. and they couldn't handle the extra ones. Yeah. Um, I also like to yeah, and then like them just showing up behind like the final line for the uh, on the steps on the steps. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That seems like damn. That sucks. I like damn, that sucks. <laughs> I, I do. Now, one scene that shows up at pretty much the end of the movie. <laughs> Was uh, when Paul and his mom find Fremen mm-hmm. and like they beat them, and then like one of the other Fremen's like, "No, that woman beat you. I challenge your right to lead this group. Mm-hmm. This is bullshit." And like he has to fight Paul's mom, but then Paul's like, "No, you're gonna fight me instead." And he's like, yeah, "Okay, I accept that." It's like a as a uh, champion or something like that. And I like that. During that scene, Paul... Now, granted, Paul has seen the fight already in Visions and stuff. But you see that Paul is a capable fighter, Mm. just in general. And he learns from mistakes that haven't happened, technically. Yeah, because he sees the future, kind of. (laughs) But he's also someone who, like... 
he's capable, but he's le- but he's legitimately thinking in their benefit because like. He doesn't want to kill him. Yeah, he's like, yield. Do you yield? (laughs) Yeah, because he's like, you really haven't done anything that's worth me killing you for. Mm -hmm. There's no... I don't want to kill you because there's no reason why I should kill you. And then I like how, like, do you yield? And he's like, what? What? Fuck you! And everyone's like, what the fuck? And whoa, whoa. He doesn't know our ways. Hold on a second. Yeah. There's no yielding. Either you die or you win. Yeah. Go. (laughs) And, like... Yeah, he does. Like, you and I talked like he had three opportunities to straight up slit his throat. Yeah, he one was like at the throat, another one was like at his side, and the other one was like into his like right under his armpit. Yeah, I think. And then uh, it just got to a point where like, okay, he's not going to yield. I have no choice. And then just right in the back. It's kind of a. It was also like kind of a YA scenario in that the main characters, uh, main character really outclassed this expert yeah. fighter. And I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah, he'd learn. He basically. Had uh, uh, pre knowledge on the I don't fight, anyway. I, I don't think he outclassed him. I think the pre knowledge yeah, definitely helped, him up helped because, like, I was able to sweep it because of the yeah, pre knowledge. Yeah. And, like, the whole thing was that, like, the pre knowledge and the visions he got were basically telling him, like, listen, if you're not willing to kill and end your current life as Paul Atreides and become the new Paul Atreides then you're going to just end your own life. Mm-hmm. So you got to make the decision. Are you going to yeah. spare him and kill yourself? Or are you going to kill him and birth yourself as a new person? There was right. also kind of like something poetic because uh, in his memories, uh, he told him, like, let me teach you. Right. Yeah. And then, like, in real life, he kills him. But in doing so, uh, he teaches him. Yeah. Like to grow up. Right. I really like the aspect of him uh, just, like, getting all of these visions and memories and learning it from it and using it as, like, a tool right. yeah. to find the secret lair and um, to find uh, Zendaya. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, I've seen these dreams. I've seen these visions before. Right. I, I, I like how everyone's not even, like, thinking, like, yeah, this guy doesn't stand a chance. He's going to get wrecked. Yeah, and Zendaya's like, here's a knife. It'll be honorable if you die at least with this in your hand. He'll ki- He's a good warrior. At least this way, he'll kill you painlessly. No, he'll kill you fast. Yeah, he'll kill you fast. Yeah. Um, uh, big props to uh, Leo Atreides. Uh, while he's... His big moment is when he's got sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah. And naked. Yeah. Uh, he's literally getting told, your family's dead. We took over your planet. And he's you just like... You suck. Your dick's small. I fucked your wife. Yeah. <laughs> And then he's like, come closer. I have... And, and he gave him Ligma. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he put on the shield, too. Like, uh, Oh, that's okay. Pretty, that's a really great detail that the Baron also knew. Was smart was enough to yeah. be like, I'm not stupid. And he gets closer. And the only reason, like, he was affected was because it was a gas and not mm-hmm. something that yeah. would... I, I like... I like no the character... Detail. Except for the Doctor, no characters are actually stupid. Yeah. That's what I like. Well, the Professor Yue is, uh, he, he prepped... Oh, like, yeah, we can talk about the Doctor now. He prepped now. the bag and with everything that uh, Paul needed. Right. He gave uh, Troy, like, the He had to betray him to try truth. to save his, like, I think wife. there's still kind of, like, I, I would say, like, I think there's still kind of an aspect that he knows his wife is dead... And he just... He, this is, I, this oh, is this just is, a final... This fold. is long-form suicide. Yeah, this is, like, a... Because, yeah, it was basically, like, an insurance policy in a sense. Like, if he doesn't give me, like, my wife or something like that... At least they might survive long enough to mm-hmm. do what... Yeah. 
Um, and for all we know, um, he probably had no choice. Um, I'm gonna say I don't I'm know. gonna disagree, but yeah. I don't like I don't think he's naive enough to kind of just believe. He said the that, I mean, that's why he gave him the poison, the yeah. noxious gas, for that very reason. He's not that dumb. He's, but he's like, like, listen, I'm sorry, I'm betraying you. They have but my at least wife. this way, you have a chance of killing him too. Yeah. So everyone should get what they want, but yeah. like. For some reason, one of the costume designs that as soon as I saw it, I'm like, that's so weird, but I love it. The Harkonnen, like, hazmat suits. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know why I like them so much, <laughs> but just, like, the weird design of not tapering it at the shoulders and just being, like, head over. It's like, it yeah. looks so weird, but I'm like, it looks... It's very it's, spaceman. It's, it's very ceremonial. For yeah, some it's very yeah. on brand for what you've been introduced to with the Harkonnens. Mm-hmm. And I like how somehow the Baron survived and like because he's flying by the floating. Yeah, by he's, floating. he's against the corner of the roof because like his fucking anti-grav thing was doing yeah. that. And like his healing process is just bathing in oil. <laughs> is that it? I thought it was just like kind of youthful. It, I mean, I'm sure it was probably in medicine. It just looks like crude oil. Yeah, it's like yes. It looked reminding me of what are those? What, are they both oils? Those two liquids that they use? Because it looks like assuming. olive oil and like that other oil you use in like at like uh, Italian restaurants. Like those two different oils, like vinaigrette. And yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah. That's what, I like those He's two. Bathing bathing me in my olive garden. <laughs> no, that's something. What I think they actually use. Like for the like movie, yeah. but I'm sure they obviously it's something else for the movie. But like, there's a something I was also kind of just thinking about how um, uh, they marketed a lot of these like actors, like big actors, uh, is gonna be in Dune. You got Dave Bautista, you got yeah. Zendaya, you got Oscar Oscar Mayer Wiener, uh, yeah. um, Josh Bro. I didn't even know Josh Brolin was in it. I wasn't paying attention to the trailers that much, honestly. Until you uh, saw him, and you're like, oh, oh, we both got. Apocalypse and Thanos, <laughs> um, but but like they they played like kind of just minor roles. You barely saw. Da- I don't. B- Dave Batista probably was, said like three lines. He was in the maybe movie. in like a half hour at and, most in the movie. Yeah, I think it was like less. But um, thinking about it, there are a lot of just kind of big names also in like kind of Star Wars, and yeah. they also played bit parts. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's like yeah, that's fine. We'll probably see more of him because he they kind of like put him so much in the focus of the movie as like an important character yeah. when in all reality he's kind of just used as a person for the camera to follow to talk to the Baron yeah. or as um. the face of Harkonnen uh, oppression because in the intro it's his face that the camera is just panning to when yeah. Zendaya is talking about that the Fremen were enslaved. Um also, white face looks really good on him. Yes. <laughs> um, what What was the... Uh, I, I like how uh, when uh, Dave Bautista's character... Uh, <clears throat> what was it? I don't think they even said his name. He's... Uh, I, I they, can't remember his name. They did. His nickname is The Beast. Okay. The, oh, is that is well, that what they called him? Okay. The lore reason they call him The Beast is because his, like... So, his father... He, he was, like, in a really, like, heart... He was, like, conscripted and stuff. And his father got him out because he's like, my son shouldn't be exposed to that abuse. And then he was mad his dad took him out. So he killed his dad with his bare hands. 
and joined back with his uncle, the Baron, mm-hmm. yeah. and was like, no, I want to do this shit. So that's why he's called the Beast. Yeah. I'm sad because we didn't really get to see him fight, and I was kind of curious on how his character was going to go. I feel like we will see him later. Yeah. Um, the, 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 like, if you kind of look at the cast on paper, you kind of expect Jason Momoa to fight Dave Batista yeah, at yeah. some point. But, but whatever. The, yeah. Eh. Uh, as far as they never even spoke or saw each other. As far as like Jason's character is concerned, this isn't um, lazy Game of Thrones season eight writing. I I liked how in that one scene he was trying to get a ship. Um, and to escape, like, the fighting and stuff like that. Yeah. And some of the guys were like, nope, you killed, like, three of us right in front of I, us without even trying. I really yeah. like that. He <laughs> just floored three Harkonnens, and then the other ones were looking at him, and he's like, come on! Fuck you! And <laughs> try it! They're like, nope. And they, like, they were smart enough to, like... We don't get paid enough for yeah, that. Yeah, we don't get paid enough for that. I was like, yes! Finally! Some guys who actually value their life! <laughs> the, sar- the sergeant isn't here. We yeah, can just say you, you didn't, killed didn't the sergeant. You killed the sergeant. We're, we're done. You, you take the ship. Anyone have any opinions on just, like, how the ships, the, the personal ships are dragonflies? Yeah. yeah. I liked it a lot. That's really cool. I mean, flavor-wise, it looks very cool. Yeah, flavor-wise. I don't think it looks... It's very utilitarian, and it makes sense. I mean... Um, no. Yeah, <laughs> but... Because, it, because, like... It would have to flap a billion times a second in order to get any lift. Hey, maybe that's sufficient. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know how. I don't know aerodynamics. <laughs> and also, it already has jets. It has jets in the back, like a helicopter. Yeah, but why can't it just be helicopter blades? Not efficient. It's not efficient. <laughs> it's not space enough. It's not, no, <laughs> there's not, not enough. Sci-fi. Also, as as you can see, when it's in the storm. When one wing gets taken off and you're working off of three, it just starts to lose. He was technically wor- working only off of two, and he was also or gl- one. At, no, because to be fair, he was also bro- he was gliding. He yeah. was gliding. He wasn't one, flying anymore. Because one gliding. broke off, the other one was stuck in position, yeah. and then there was just two like. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he he wasn't even flying anymore. He was just gliding. Yeah, uh, because he, he was becoming one with uh, the wind. Yeah, yes. let it let it. Uh, he was becoming an airbender. <laughs> Uh, th- but like I suppose the own like it looks very cool, and when they fold in their wings to do a dive bomb, it also looks very cool. Yes, yes. it would probably kill you with the G force, but it looked very cool. <laughs> hey, you don't know what kind of safety measures they have in those ships. It's those still suits. They it, uh, they hey, keep you still. You, yeah. you don't know what like in, in those ships though. Like it could be like uh you know some heightened level uh. Uh, Subaru like cushioning. Who knows? I really like the the giant blimps that yeah. uh, fucking lift the entire building. That is the heart, the sand. Oh, the, the, the heart, the spi- yeah, yeah, the spice, spice harvesters. harvesters. When a war- worm's coming, they're just like, "Hey, come pick us up." Okay, and then just move them somewhere else. Okay, we're good. Yeah, I, I like that subtlety though. Like it's just another day for them. Yeah, like they've and, done this so many times. It's just nuance. And then they, they try to really hammer home that the Atreides are, like, more compassionate. Because yeah. they're like, but we've got a full load of spice. And he's like, fuck the, the spice. spice. Get your you. people off the boat. Uh, yeah. I, the way I saw the the father. Uh, what, what was Leto the father? Atreides. Yeah, Leto. Yeah. He's basically, like, <clears throat> the the hero that already's like, done all this crap. And now yeah. is just trying to lead. Like, it's like the end game for him at this point. Like... He's just trying to live out the rest of his life, trying to teach his son the way, the right ways, yeah. and stuff like that. Like he already had his hero's journey. He's he's who knows what he's done, but he's obviously a hero of some sort to have a bunch of crazy characters on his side. By the way, 
that reminds me of one line that I know for a fact is going to confuse a lot of people. So when Leto is talking to his wife about like, listen, when you gave me a son, son, I didn't question it. Yeah. But is the Benny Jesser going to? So I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to, to the, the Benny yeah. So something that's not fully explained in the movie, but is in the lore and stuff and probably will be explained later. The Benny Gesserit are able to use the voice because of Spice, and they're actually able to tap in to all of the female genetic lives of their past. Now, this also comes with they're able to fully control their body. And I mean down to, like, the cellular level. So, they... So, when he's like, when you gave me a son, I didn't question it. It's literally because she's able to choose if he gets a son or daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the subtlety of, like... Did he... I, this is the part where, like, the audio was a little rough for me. Um, did he say, like, he should have married her or should not have married her? No... He, I think they still loved each other. They, I know, I know, they still loved each other, but like he made it like seem because as far as he should have, because technically yeah, she's, she's a concubine. She's a concubine. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. So okay. in Dune, weddings are purely transactional. Mm. Yeah, like usually the people you actually care about is your concubine. Yeah, it's very optimized here in the future. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very right, mid max. Marry for business, concubine for love. <laughs> it's very mid maxed here. Very efficient. Yes. Uh, but like, yeah, I, he was kind of built up, uh, to be such like, a he's a great father, um, great he's, leader. he's yeah. a compassionate person, like the, he's, um, trying to, uh, form an alliance with the Fremen, right. and it's like, there's so much just writing on the wall that this dude's not gonna live. Yeah, yeah really, like, honestly, I was like, oh man, You can tell early, you're like, mm. yeah, like, you can tell this man has skill, but at the same time, you're like, this man is this, like, he, this guy is too nice, this guy is... He's teaching all the right lessons to his right, son. He's a good father. He's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Only bad fathers live to teach their son a little lesson down the line. <laughs> to become the villain at the yeah. third movie. So, I mean, <clears throat> anything else you guys have to say about Dune? Um... Thing you... Let's see here. Um... There was... Oh... I know we touched on, like, uh, the desert planet, but the planet they're from. Yes. I like... <laughs> it's very sci-fi to, like, give every planet, like, a personality. Yeah. And they, it's like they never have any other, like, it's biomes hot. on their planet. Hot yeah. is all snow. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh... Tatooine is Chetu- all, all desert. S- desert. Caladan is all... Kashyyyk is all forest. forest. Yeah. Caladan is all England. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, no, like, they they make it... He make The director makes it a point that every location has its own personality and right. its own flavor. Right. Which... That's a very sci-fi thing, though. It's, like, yeah. such a sci-fi thing. I kind of wish they gave a little more, pl- like, planetary variety. Like, I get... Dude, because uh, it took place all on Arrakis. It, well, yeah, um, but like I get why Arrakis is sandy because of the worms, the worms, and, the and also I think there's the, two suns. Yeah, there's like two suns. No, there's two satellites for there's sure. Two there's moons. Two, two moons for sure. Yeah, um, Maybe and then a big sun? <laughs> uh, like they, 
these people already have terraforming technology. They just don't use it. <laughs> yeah, well, but they, they mentioned it makes that, sense for yeah, Arrakis. They were right. gonna terraform it, but they then were. they found that oh shit, this this spice this, is some this spice is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> this is some heightened level flavor. This is bussin'. <laughs> no, and they yeah. mentioned that they're like they were gonna terraform it. They found the spice, and they're like it's better to keep it a wasteland than to keep than to do anything else. I, I just like how this is Great Britain all over again. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, what, just colonization and everything. Yeah, it really. It, that's what it seems like. I that's saw. What, I saw all. Ap- I saw it more are. as the Middle East with oil. Mm, I I think maybe because of the British talk. I maybe think, I think because like because the British were or the, yeah the British were really and like all of Europe was like really big on them spices and stuff like that and they would go you took to spice literally I see yeah and then that like, spice it's cinnamon but that's what I'm saying though like they literally. T- Colonized or took over a bunch of different civilizations just for their spice alone. Sometimes, yeah. And I was like, "Oh shoot, that's kind of wild." Wait, so and, and spice so made that world space, go around. This space uh, MacGuffin actually, I know there's a lot like in all of Arrakis is covered in it, but does it exist in other planets? Spice, yeah. That's no. the thing. It Arrak- doesn't. Arrakis is, is the, the only, only planet that has. Actually, a- we should say it's the only known planet. Just no, to be safe, it is the only planet because. The spice comes from the worms. Oh, it's poop. It, it, yes, it is actually worm excrement that they produce in their bodies. That's why this is the only planet that has spice. Mm. That and they bury their noses in it. And, they, they, and they're just like... Mm. They, sniff oh. that, they sniff that good stuff. Why is it so spicy? <laughs> it's like that Futurama episode where uh, the... Wait, so the, it's like a subtle hint for a crack... Because like you know you get you get really hyper and really no, so hyper focused and that's what the act- meant <laughs> and they don't mention it but it is canon that the more you're exposed to spice it causes your eyes to turn blue and glow blue that's why all the fremen's eyes are like yeah super blue it's because yeah. they're constantly exposed to spice I mean right. like uh. It's a it, weird side effect to have when you think about it. Because I feel like there'd be worsening side effects. So that's like, no, there are. Yeah. But like, it's... It, so they just go resistant to it or something like that. There are other side effects, but that's with concentrated spice mm, that's right, exposure. That's right, that's right, I remember that, yeah. Like, I mean, think about it. We're exposed to radiation every single day, but it doesn't do anything to us unless it's concentrated radiation. I mean, I kind of wish I would glow with some light radiation levels. I, I wish, I wish my cool. eyes glow green and shit. I wish I could do something cool. <laughs> I, I love how uh, whenever um, a documentary about Chernobyl like pops out, everyone, and like, specifically the animals of Chernobyl, mm-hmm. everyone keeps thinking that there are Pokemon out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh it's like, God. nope, it's just ladybugs with slightly different patterns. Yeah. It's just... Animals that right. behave slightly different now. Ravenous boars crossing <laughs> the countryside. Two-headed fish. Nah, no, nope. that's not how. There's not enough time. That's or, not how mutation works. <laughs> there's not enough time for that level of like evolution and mutation right. to happen. Um, Most of the time, it just breaks down your DNA and then kills you. Yeah, radiation yeah, turns you to cancer. goop. Radiation doesn't speed run evolution. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, all those spiders, the uh, there, there's also like uh, a bunch of um, research about the Chernobyl 
spiders having different web designs. Yes. That's not internet web designs. Yeah. But their <laughs> no, webs have a different webs. pattern. Yeah, they also are smart enough to make, to write HTML. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that all those spiders are going to turn you into Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! See, we got radiation while they got spice. It's not fair. Yeah. They got things that turn their eyes blue, and that's as bad as it gets. I but no, we got things that will literally break down our DNA and then turn us to goo or to ash, and it's sad. I will say like, that come on. Like, I am looking forward to uh, more information about this world. Mm-hmm. You can read the book. Um, <laughs> Readings for children. By the way, why read, read many oh, word when small read word. the light novel. There is a YouTube channel called Nerd Cookies that have very well made, very well narrated uh, videos about every part of Dune lore. Mm. And they have episodes that focus specifically on the Bene Gesserit or specifically on Spice and stuff. Very informational, very good. If you want to cheat... <laughs> and read the manga you can uh watch those videos to where they go into great detail about stuff and it's presented in a way that it is easily digestible buddy i have watched a bunch of like just youtube channels that just read and like analyze uh the minute star wars lore that's in the eu and everything and just uh it's like same with warhammer same with um, fucking Magic the Gathering, <laughs> like, like there are channels that just talk about all of the side cultures, background cultures that the main plot I, doesn't pay attention. to. I just wanted to shout them out <clears throat> because, like, I've seen a quite a few different YouTube channels do the explanation thing, mm-hmm. but that channel I think did it the best because mm-hmm. it's more pointed and it like it doesn't go to well the writing was just so great about describe no they're just they just talk about the lore they don't talk about any like extra sit unless it's like oh they expand on this in this book later on and stuff but no definitely overall very well-made adaptation of dune uh last thing i think i already mentioned this but just one last time the 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 militaristic drip that these guys had with their clothing. Oh my god, it was so good. I was like, damn it, I wish I could wear oh, that. Oh, those uh, naval uniforms? Yeah, those naval uniforms, like the black and like the freaking... Uh, just stunting. Just, like, especially like the... Uh, uh, is he a lord baron? Is he also a baron, technically? He's technically baron, yes. Yeah. But like, like even his was like a leather jacket. I'm like, yeah. what the heck? What is this, some type of like freaking Final Fantasy like king right now? <laughs> No. Any any final thoughts, Kevin? Atreides nuts. Hmm. And now you have context for the joke. Well, thanks for... Uh, <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> we brought it around, folks. Started with the joke, ended with the joke. Um, no, yeah. Appreciate everyone from listening in. Go watch it. Yeah, you should be seeing more episodes from us in the near future. Follow us on the, the twits at Bun Cinema. Uh, we are now on Amazon... Amazon Prime Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and SoundCloud. We're growing. We're, gr- we're growing. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you all later. Have a good one. Bye. Here's an intro song for a movie podcast. Some are pretty good, but we'll just suck ass. One, two, three, four, four, three, two, one. Watch with us for Cinema Bar.